This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Guys, make sure you hit the follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're either watching or listening to us on. And if you've been enjoying the episodes and you've been getting something out of them, please go leave us a five-star review. You have no idea how much it helps us. What's going on, guys? This week on the Startup Diaries podcast, it is an internal episode. Myself and Liv, we go into our five must-have strategies for your marketing in 2022. Everything from TikTok to cut through to how it all works to tone of voice. Um, We go through a lot on here and you're going to thoroughly enjoy it and there's so much to action. So looking forward to it and I hope you enjoy the episode. Olivia, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Is it, is it weird that I call you Olivia? That was really weird. You don't call bit. me Olivia normally. Okay, so this morning we put out, we're doing a little bit of an internal episode, something that we want to do once a quarter, I said, just to kind of keep everyone updated with what's going on with the business, but also, you know, sometimes it is hard to get guests on as well. So um, internal episode, we, I put a questions box up this morning and all the questions seem to be, asking us how to do things and a lot of it was about marketing Um, and and especially off the back of Jenna's podcast last week people went nuts over that one and Mm -hmm. and I think it was because it was more directional it was more like you know do this 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 and this and I think like obviously we tell a lot of you know when we get founders on and and business leaders we talk a lot about their journey um and, and their story and, and kind of unpack some of their lessons. But last week with Jenna, it was very, you need to go and do this with yeah. your marketing. And so we think we're going to try to bring a lot more of that to the podcast, which is going to be fun. Um, so today's podcast episode is um, five must-have marketing strategies for 2022. And we're pretty lucky that we're in the industry um, in terms of marketing, you know, um, building businesses and, and finger on the pulse, which yeah. I think helps us have these conversations. Um, so, yeah, we're going to dive into it. Five must-have marketing strategies for 2022 and, and the things that we're really noticing. We're not going to give you guys like really broad mm. things that, um, you know, f- really broad things that um, may not be helpful, if that makes sense. But we're going to give you some like little intricate things that we're noticing that we think are really important and, and maybe dive into those but before we do that um we were you know top we're, we're currently sitting 19 on spotify Crazy. for you know business podcasts in australia which is huge um and like i know we jump on here and we say like you know thanks for the support and all your comments your shares your reviews everything mm. really does help um but the reality is is i don't think the audience knows how much it really does help and how much yeah. it does mean to us, you know. So we obviously put a lot into this, um, so much into it, and, and our team does. Um, and, and the reality is it was, it's was, it been a pretty exciting week for us. Um, so, yeah, a massive thanks you to you guys. Keep supporting. Spotify is the platform we want to be on. We want to we wanna really drive that home in terms of the audio side of the podcast. So, yeah. so keep doing that. But um, some exciting things, you know, we've got our new show launching in what three weeks now four weeks so there's going to be some massive announcements coming with that over the next couple of um weeks and and some more detail on that um we're we're building our team at the moment which is really cool so i think we're we're looking to make a new hire soon which is great um 
but yeah, like everything's moving forward. But yeah, a big thanks to the to the audience at home. You guys are the OGs. Yeah, you are. And if you haven't left a five star review, feel free. <laughs> That's the marketing <laughs> We're manager. Climbing. <laughs> We're climbing. We hit. I think we hit sixty. Yeah. So that's epic. So we want to get Thanks to 100. Everyone. We want to get to 100. James yeah. Smith. So we're going to call that out. Um, we hit him up and they were really keen. And, and it's 100, 100 reviews is one of their, their minimum yeah, standards. So, so close. He'd be a huge guest for us. So we're going to hunt 100 reviews. Yeah. Um, but yeah, make sure you're following on Spotify so we can keep up to the charts. I think we, we got two behind two spots behind Gary V as well. So... We're I coming for you, Gaza. That, that, Gaza. <laughs> that would be a huge um, milestone for us and, and something yeah. that we're really excited about is to just kind of knock off some of the big dogs. Um, that's, that's something that we're, we, we kind of look at in the background, which is, which is, is, is it's a little bit psychotic, but it's like, you know, like you do get obsessed it, with it. Look, we're saying we do it, but everyone does it. Yeah. 100%. If you're always. in this game, if you're in the content game, that's what yeah. you want to be doing. You want to be pipping the big dogs. Um, and we have a massive six weeks coming up in terms of guests. Like yeah. we've got Al Roseby coming on um, again, which is number two. That's our best performing episode ever. So having her on again is going to be unreal. She was so just good. on another level, um, which is great. But we also have some other really, really big guests coming on, which is which is fun. And some that are in the works. Yeah. So the bigger we get, the the the, the better the guests get, you know, and, and the bigger the guests get as well. So we just want to keep ticking them off and, and, you know, just keep bringing people that are going to bring heaps of value. Yeah. In the comments now, if you're listening to this on YouTube, write who you want us to shoot with as well. I know obviously audio you can't, but yeah, hit us up if there's anyone you want to see. 100%. All right. Okay. So five marketing must-haves. So if you own a business, you have a startup um, or you want to get into that, these are kind of like our top five. And then we've got some honourable mentions after that as well, um, which is, is, is going to be fun. So number one is TikTok. And I know that sounds really obvious, um, but TikTok is not only is it the biggest opportunity, but it's also what the next generation are using. So yeah, like um, why do you think TikTok is, you know, is, is a must right now? I think that um, it has never been easier to get eyes on your brand than what it is with TikTok. Mm. Crazy. And you said that younger audience as well. If you look at my sister, so to give everyone some context, my sister's 14. Um, and I'm like, do you have like a Facebook account? Do you, well, she's obviously so young, but everyone gets it. I know you're not supposed to be 16 until you get socials, but majority of kids do before that age. Naughty. <laughs> naughty, naughty. Um, and I was like, do any of your friends have Facebook? Do any, do you use Instagram? She's like, no, I would never, like, what even is that? Yeah. And so I was like, crazy. So Snapchat and, and TikTok are the big ones Are the true. That's all that they use. Mm. And like crazy as well, Snapchat is still like huge. And I'm like, do any of your friends use Facebook or like Instagram? Like she has an Instagram account. She's like, no, nah. like would never use it. It just sits there. I'm like crazy. Yeah, and I think that's like one of those things with TikTok. It's it's like, you know, you need to be thinking about your brand long term, you know. Yeah. So Instagram's important. That's kind of – if you've had built a brand there, um, it's one of those things where you've got to obviously keep the brand um, relevant there and, and obviously keep, you know, um, pushing because that's going to be your strong suit. But I also mm. think there's something to be said about thinking about, okay – if I are we going to be around in five years? Is the yeah. brand going to be around five years? Are we are we going to you know do we want to be in business and and marketing our business in five years still? And if that's the yeah. case, then you need to be thinking about what's the next 
thing? What's the next, yeah. the future thing? And I think we're going to kind of go into some things around like TikTok strategy and what we're seeing that works. It's really hard with TikTok, you know, like I'm not going to lie. Like it's like yeah, we it's can give you some pointers, but it's like it's one of those things we're still working out, but we're pretty like we put a lot of effort into that. So yeah, if you were as well, if you were on TikTok a year ago or even we'll say a year and a half ago, like posting a video, your likelihood to go viral was like 5x than what it is now. Yeah, we got to like 75,000 followers in like four or five months. Crazy. Um, on TikTok. And like, it was funny, like we, I think before, over Christmas, we got like 15 viral videos in a row. So we consider viral like 10K plus. Yeah. Um, and we got 15 in a row. And then after Christmas, and even this year, I reckon we've probably only had, I reckon we've only had 10, 10, 10 viral videos. Yeah. You know, and, and previously, like, we would be looking for, like, one in three, one in four videos, you know, mm -hmm. like, at least one to two a week to go viral. So, obviously, we don't know if the algorithms change or if there's just more competition. Saturation. Yeah, if there's more competition. But, mm -hmm. you know, one of the biggest things is, like, um, it's definitely not as easy as it once was, but it's still the biggest opportunity in terms of getting eyes on your business. Yeah, I think as well, since the evolution of TikTok – the way that people consume content has totally changed. Mm. And like, I have a habit of this as well, but when I'm scrolling through TikTok and I love TikTok, it's like my platform, but when I'm scrolling through it, I get bored so easily. Like I'm just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And it's like that dopamine hit that Kyle often talks about. But I remember before TikTok coming around, well, before it even started or the evolution of it, when I was on Instagram, I used to consume content con completely different. I used to sit there and actually watch. And I find now if I'm not hooked within those first three seconds, which we'll get into, I'm not watching it. Mm. It's so true. Like, I think, I think it also talks to like stories, you know, like I think a lot of people on Instagram spend a lot of time in stories now. And I think yeah. it's because the ease of use in terms, and, and I think it's like the watchability of some of that content and, and the hook, but you also scroll through stories you know like it's so it's so easy and I think that yeah. might that could definitely play a role too but I want to so so it, what when you say you think it's changed the way you consume content what do you mean like do you want to give an example of that yeah it's um the way that I consume content on TikTok for instance like it has to be within those first three seconds of consumption it has to hook me and drag me in if it doesn't, and prior to TikTok becoming, well, but prior to its evolution on Instagram, because there's always been longer form videos on Instagram, but this would have been before Reels, um, the time for me to watch and to engage was longer than what it is now mm. because it's also got that option of just flipping past it. So I think especially, and this is something to be mindful on like all platforms now, especially TikTok and Instagram, but if you aren't hooking within that first three seconds, then that user could be gone and on to the next because it takes a simple one little swipe now to move down. And majority of people might have seen this as well, but with TikTok, uh, with Instagram now, they're going to change to a... Uh, the ratio to the same as TikTok now. So it's going to be that scroll down even for images. Mm. So they're trialing it out now. They're phasing it in. Um, so only certain users, users will be able to see it now. Um, but it's going to be that, that exact same thing as dragging down. So you're not actually going to be able to see comments like you do on TikTok unless you click into them, mm. which is crazy. Yeah, and that's a recent that's a recent announcement that they made, didn't they? Yeah. So, so that means that like so, – so what you mean by that is – photos and videos are going to be similar to TikTok where it's not scroll and there's like those breaks in between posts. It's literally just boom, boom, Yeah, edge boom. to edge on your screen. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. So that, that you can almost see how like TikTok is, is kind of 
revolutionizing the yeah. way we consume content and then yeah. these other um, content platforms are actually sweeping in and, and becoming more they ha- they are forced to compete on that level mm. people are absolutely ripping into instagram as well ripping them a new one mm. so what do you think that means then so what do you so like okay let's dive into this then what does that mean for content creators what, what's this what's the byproduct of instagram moving to a tiktok like they're going to be pushing a lot more video. Like naturally, I think that's going to bring out a lot more video already um, because a lot of photos and carousels, I don't see that working on an edge to edge. Like I don't think it's going to be as effective. Um, and the, 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 the platforms are kind of merging and it's, it's, yeah, it's going to be a really weird, I think a really weird phase of where people are going to go. Like are people going to merge to, I think we're going to see a lot more users merge over to TikTok versus Instagram now, naturally from this change. Because mm. you're already seeing the backlash from it as well. Like people don't want it. People want a platform which is primarily photos and where they can post photos. And now Instagram, it's I feel like they've kind of lost, um, they're kind of losing that, what they're good at. Mm. Um, and they're, they're becoming a follower and that's never what Instagram has been. What do you think about like the, because obviously TikTok brought through short form. Mm. it, it kind of um, championed short form so so the instagram going to edge to edge do you think that like what does that mean for a content creator obviously it means short form but like you know what kind of stuff does that what's the difference between what worked maybe a couple of months ago just compared to what will work now on instagram just in general like if if instagram moved towards that edge to edge that kind of flick mm. through mentality like what kind of content does that you know what is what a, what does a content creator or a brand have to focus on for content in that in in that kind of um, environment? Well, I think videos now on Instagram it's going to lead the way. But like, like obviously video, but like more so the intricacies of the video because obviously you, you know there's certain videos that work and there's certain videos that don't because mm. it's a very like you, like you said it's a very like has to catch me in three seconds you know like yeah. I feel like the the way you engage with TikTok is 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 like you're looking, like you said, it's like because you're constantly flicking through, mm. you can probably flick through, I don't know, 30 bits of content in a minute, let's say, compared to previously, mm. the way you consume content might be you might get through 10. So yeah, it's literally. like there's obviously a lot more, and this is how like human psychology and the brain works, right? It's like you, we're looking for things that catch our attention, mm. So what do you, what, like, what's your thoughts around, around the type of content that actually works? Well, I think as a brand or as, say, if you are a content creator, you have your own individual brand, I think it's important to find out what your niche is and what you put out there. So are you posting content that's going to educate? Are you posting content that's going to inspire? Like what, what is exactly going to be your niche that you're going to put out there? Because especially now with TikTok, you see a lot of content creators and brands they're following that kind of same style and they, they kind of find what they're good at and then they kind of go full throttle with it. Mm. Whereas you find brands and content creators that kind of do a mixed bag of everything, it gets really confused and lost in translation. That's so, a very good point. Yeah, I think honing in on what you're good at and doing it really, really well and posting regularly regularly, and um, yeah, uh, staying consistent is what's going to bring you most eyes. Mm, for sure. All right, so we're going to dive into the do's then. So you just mentioned it, yeah, educate, inspire, entertain. I think you have to choose one of those. Like, you you know, like mm. that's probably something that we've talked about where it's like finding what you're good at and 
trying to find a particular piece of content that works for you and then trying to repeat that and, and really optimise and find what works. Like we obviously um, have had um, Ted Stedicks on and, and it's yeah. he's like a, a good example, I think. Like, you know, every... every um, you know, his is obviously more around entertainment yeah, and yeah. being funny and, and kind of um, when people watch his content, they're expecting him to be funny and relatable and talk about yeah. things that are, you know, that, that they can relate to. So, but it's like, you know, he does it in his car every time. Yeah. He gets into character every time. And, and you know, he, he obviously delivers it in his character, you know, um, as well. So I think, like, that's an example of, like, he's going purely entertainment. Yeah. And then that's his strategy, you know, from a for for, for his kind of um, personal brand. Yeah, he delivers what he says he's going to deliver, and mm. it's really really clear, which I think is super important. Yeah. Um, so uh, one of the things we've got here is like brand personality, and I think this ties into what we just said. But brand personality and the experience when watching content. So and and how there's a massive relation. To that so one of the ones that we talked about here is um Ryanair oh, so everyone them. grab your phone um <laughs> and and go on TikTok and type in Ryanair they on got, TikTok yeah they got huge so majority I, I think a lot of people listening they might know this but there was like a TikTok about couch he's called couch boy and it was about like a girl and she's in her dorm oh no sorry it's about the guy he's in his dorm and the girlfriend goes and surprises him at college and this is in the USA and she walks in and like his face is like in utter shock and he's next to two girls on a couch when she surprises him. And he's like, oh shit, like it looks like he didn't want her to come in. Mm. Anyway, Ryanair have done the same thing in the plane and the two, <laughs> the people flying the plane are obviously at the front and a girl walks in, uh, the girl walks in to surprise her partner and he's like, obviously, he's like with another girl. Um, so they're just like, they're so smart on jumping on trends super, super quickly. And just honing in on that and going with it. And obviously that they, they take that funny approach and that, um, yeah. Yeah, so if you go on their page, you can see like it's like they've even created like a personality around the aeroplane, the yeah. Ryanair aeroplane, which is like hilarious. It's like takes the piss a bit. It's very um, sarcastic. Um, and, you know, like they're up to 1.6 million view, uh, followers on TikTok. So, so it's pretty obvious that they're working. And I think like... Before uh, this, they didn't have a strong tone of voice either. Yeah. Like, it wasn't there. And tone of voice is something that we're going to talk about. So, like, obviously, down the track, we think that's really important. But, like, yeah. I think the idea of, like, what's your brand's personality and yeah. then how does that filter into the customer experience? Like, yeah. and getting really clear on your brand's personality. Like, Ryanair, they're all about sales, cheap flights. They're not a premium brand. So, you know, if you think about the correlation to a personality and the experience, mm. like, okay, so the personality of someone that's cheap that, um, you know, they're not premium. It's like, think about the, you know, like, like it's like one of those larrikin mates who doesn't really care what they wear. You know, they're not really, they don't really care about fashion and looking good. They're hilarious. They love to have jokes and joke around. Thongs, they're wearing thongs. <laughs> They've got a stubby and a beer in one hand and they're making a barbecue. Yeah, and just cracking jokes all yeah. day at the party, <laughs> right? Like That's Ryanair. <laughs> that's Ryanair. And I think the idea of like, think about the experience you have with that person at the mm. at the party you know like mm. the funny sarcastic dad or the the person at the party you'd like that and then think about how that correlates across and more importantly the experience you give people yeah you know i often think of like you know and, and a really great way to think about it is like 
try to you know think about your friends and think about the people that you know and the different types of personalities mm. and then the experience you have when you sit with them like yeah. you know going out with someone who's extremely smart and talks business at a dinner table you know for me that's like I really would love like I love doing that I love sitting around a table having mm. a wine and just talking about innovative things and like but there's like there's going to be someone in your group that you know, and understanding that personality and then what's the experience mm. that you have and then how do we actually replicate that? And that's what Ryanair yeah. have done really well. So that's a really great use case. Yeah, I think Ryanair honed in on that as well. So find out who you are at the core and then run with that. 100%, 100%. And, and that's kind of like it, all this stuff ties in. I think high-frequency posting is like a really obvious one but something that yeah. you really have to get right. Like, And I think if we talk about brand personality experience and then getting what type of content you're delivering – well, that will end up in that consistency that you're looking for, yeah. right? Like you want to be consistent. The thing with consistency is knowing what to do so that you can do it over and over and over again and get better at it. And another thing as well, TikTok rewards speed as well. So like <clears throat> if you're like a week late to jumping on a trend as well, like it's gone. Yeah. You've missed your opportunity. You've missed your moment. You've got to jump on it quick. Mm, 100%. Cut through content. That's another big thing that we're going to focus on, but like actually having content that cuts through, you know, you like um, you, no matter what or no matter what platform you're on, if your content's boring and you're not, and you don't cut through, it won't work. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you've got to find what, what is it that is going to allow you to cut through? Yeah. Right. And that cut this, I know that sounds very obvious, but we're going to go through what that is later. But I think mm. cut through content is the, one of the most important things. Especially with it being so oversaturated now. 100%. Um, so you've put here, check the discovery page and see what's trending. What do you like? So obviously, I think you're a, a larger consumer on TikTok than I am. Mm. What do you, so, so, you know, when you say that, like, what's the, what's the benefit from going on and checking that? Yeah, well, if you're on TikTok, if you're posting on TikTok, one of the first things you should do is actually scroll through the feed and see what's happening. Um, there's so many business owners, content creators out there, probably not so much content creators, but brands as a whole that post for the sake of posting but haven't actually looked through the discovery page and seen what's working. Um, so I, su I think it's super important that you understand you get an overall picture because you'll be fed a lot of different content and like Kyle said you can go through 30 videos in one minute but I think it's super important you actually scroll through and see what other brands are doing and other content creators are doing number one if you want to create standout cut through content you can't be the same as every other person that's just that's just basic knowledge um, but number two if you want to create trends and you want to jump on these things you need to be quick and like I said before, TikTok rewards people that are quick and they are hopping on trends really quickly. So I think it is super important that you're on that daily and you're checking daily. Yeah, I think like, so, I mean, one of the challenges with this is like, you know, if you're a small business and you don't have a marketing team, mm. you know, like the marketing team's job and role is to, this is their role. It's to know what works, to jump on it quickly, to figure it out. Like, you know, one of the things that we did, which we, you know, a big mistake that we made was mm. with our snippets you know, with yeah. our podcast doing this, we, we, we go, this is what's gotten us to where we are. Let's stick yeah. with it. Let's not move away from it. And the reality is the trend moved. Yeah. Right. And we didn't follow that trend. And then eventually we followed the trend and the trend was, was overlays. Yeah. So putting an overlay um, of your video B -roll. to B-roll, you know, so mm. footage 
that would evoke the emotion of what the person's saying in that particular time to help tell the story or to kind of add um, an extra layer there. And we didn't do that because we were so... Stubborn. Stubborn and like, <laughs> oh, we got to 75K and we did it this way. We but know what we're doing. Like, this is what we're <laughs> experts at. Well, you're not. And in the rea- in reality, when we, when, we, when we shifted away from that yeah. and, and moved away from that, we started to get viral videos again. And that's be- been like a huge eye-opener for me because often when you're in marketing or even when you're not in marketing, you can become quite stubborn in your own ways and mm. stuck in your own ways. And if you think something something's working um, and then slowly that number, it doesn't overnight just bam and decrease, but it will slowly go down and it'll be a progression. Yeah. But it's about seeing that progression slowly going down and being able to bring that back up. And I think that's important. Don't let it get down to the bottom because we did that. Yeah. Like we, we saw the slow progression and it wasn't overnight that we were hitting we we're hitting 100,000 views and we went to 2,000 it was a slow progression but we didn't even sit there and we didn't say why isn't this working and how can we fix this so I think if there's one lesson to put out there to business owners or content creators is finding out what that why is yeah 100% and, and that's you know when you say that it was like a two to three month period where we just kept it's like running into that brick wall we just yeah. kept doing the same thing and not changing anything yeah so I think like you're definitely right, and I think it's like you got to keep your finger on the pulse. If you want to be a good, if you want to, if you want to have memorable marketing, and you want to be, you want to grow, you yeah. got to have your finger on the pulse with this stuff. Hundred percent. So I got a bit of a question here because I know this is something that with like um, you know clients that I potentially mentor, people get really confused around. You said don't post for the sake of it, but then jumping on trends. So like. Mm. I think, like, what would be your answer? And I, I've, I think I know mine, but, like, what would be your answer to how what, – what is just posting for the sake of it and how does someone actually yeah. go away and understand what they should post versus what they shouldn't? Mm. Well, I think – and this, this is probably getting a little bit more in depth, but – I think having a a good plan in place prior to posting is something that's super important. So as as an individual or brand, do I have my content pillars decided upon? So who do I stand for as a brand and what what messaging and what do I want to put out there? This might be a weekly basis or a monthly basis. And what type of content do I want to show? And then it's about going away and looking at what's actually working in my industry as a whole. So look at all your competitors. What are they currently doing that is really standing out? And you might want to check over the last month. Don't look like a year ago because it's not going to be relevant today. Mm. Um, but what's what's been working in the last 30 days for all my competitors and what hasn't been working? Yeah. And that will, that already doing those steps, that will already give you a really, really good indication on what you should be pushing. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of jumping on the trends, well, number one is the trend actually, does it have coloration to what I'm doing? Like, is it, um, yeah, will it, will the trend actually um, colorate with what I want to show? Yeah. I'm trying to find the word there. And <laughs> it's I can't, correlate. Yeah. Correlate. <laughs> um, or does it have no significance with what I'm doing? Yeah. And does it make sense? So there might be trends out there and I was saying, we were singing this song before, but cheeky, cheeky, cheeky. And then yeah. there's that other one. What is Armani, it? Don't jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. It's okay. Yeah. They're all videos and they're all trends, but how can I, and it might be, it might be a, you might use that song and obviously not do the dance, but do something similar. Um, but how is it actually going to work with my brand? How do I tie that in, in a really smart and impactful way? Yeah. I think the big thing with that is, is like a lot of the work that gets done before you go into content is so important. Yeah. Like how do we want to position in the market? What's our brand personality? How do we differentiate? Yeah. You know, all of this stuff is is really, really important to um, 
like you know if you if you if you feel like you you're, you're trying to create a content plan and you have no idea what to post or something like that it probably just means you haven't done enough work on your brand yeah. so understanding your um you know your brand values understanding your brand personality how are you positioning in the market what concept are you championing like what you know what what's your vision of the future and and what mission are you trying to achieve and you know we talked about it before like what's one of the big things we're going to talk about today is tone of voice and I think the reason I think it's so important is probably because of the fact that it it is the way that you can differentiate yeah you know like um which we'll go into um uh, definitely so content first content this is something in my mind that I think is really it's something I'm noticing I think and it almost correlates to what we were just talking about then I think Content for content's sake mm. is working much better now than content for product's sake, mm. right? So uh, we can even use like Ryanair, right? Like Ryanair aren't giving you content that's going to make you want to go away. It's not directly correlated to anything they're selling. Like yeah. they don't, they, there's no sales there. It's nothing like that. And it's not directly about the flight. So they're not trying to sell you benefits and features or, or anything like that. Yeah. Like, they're just creating content for content's sake, yeah. right? And I think the reality is, I think the biggest lesson here is, is that we naturally when it comes to content, we will probably, and it's the same way we, we actually, you know, I'm going to say this again. The way we in, um, interact with brands is we actually do it, we interact with brands on what's the least disastrous option. And that's to do with trust, Mm. Right, so so branding is all about how do I build trust, um, and the idea is is that we really only ever actually interact with four or five brands. Mm. You know, eighty percent of our time goes into you know and and purchases goes into three or four brands at a time, and I think content's very much the same. You know, if I think about it now, like I only listen to one podcast a week. Yeah, 100%. right. There's one because I just don't have time. So then I make my decision on is like. What's the podcast that I think I'm going to get the most out of this week? It's or, be the most valuable. Yeah, or what's the least disastrous, right? Yeah. So it's like if there's a new podcast out, I'm not going to choose that because there's a big chance that it could be a waste of time for me. And if it's I value risky. time, exactly. And I think so the idea is is that brands now, when we talk about, you know, when we think about brand and, con- and, and content is – Making content for content's sake mm. means that content becomes the product. Yeah. Right? Instead of trying to use content to sell my product. Mm. Because people don't really care necessarily as it relates to their attention about the product you're selling. They care about the time they're spending on the app. Yeah. And they, they like you said, they're either looking for education, they're looking for entertainment, um, or they're looking to be inspired. Right? Yeah. So that, I think that's really, really important to understand and, and that's why I like the content for content's sake like don't go in and think that you have to sell everyone every time on yep. what you're doing and don't even think you have to do it at all and I think that that has shifted naturally as times have progressed as well but the consumer has become a lot more smart like they know when they're being sold to yeah 100% 100% I think Nike's a great example of this is like Nike yeah. have, Nike have never sold you any products in their advertising no. and I think they've done this for the test of time and I think great brands do this is that um, they don't have to they sell you the mission they sell you the vision and, yeah. and the reality is is like a pillar for them like I think you know like the athlete story yeah you know um, 
they do really motivational stories around athletes in mm. terms of advertisements and they use athletes. And the reality is, is like if you think about what Nike would do, like Nike's content isn't trying to sell you something. Yeah. It's just, all right, we're going to go find an athlete that we know is inspirational and fits like our – it really aligns with our brand personality. Mm. And then we're just going to create content around them, something that's really watchable, right? So what is that thing that's watchable around the athlete? What do people want to see? They right. do it so well. Like I wouldn't even know what type of shoelace fabric or what what goes into the soles of the shoe. No one cares. Nah, and I, yeah, I think it talks to like what we just said is like it. What really matters is trust. Yeah. Right. And building trust is about capturing the attention of the, the the customer, and that doesn't always have to relate to the product. So I think one of the big themes is like content for content's sake, and the content first approach. Yeah. So when you're going and creating content, don't think about your product. Yeah. Just think about your customer. Mm. And what they're going to watch, and what, and and then relate that to your brand personality. One hundred. I think that's a big one. Huge. All right. So cut through content. That's something we mentioned before. Um, we think like cut through content <laughs> is the way you capture attention, right? So like that's th- the reason that's really important is because if you can't cut through, mm-hmm. you'll get caught up in the noise. Yeah. Um, and that's you know. So so for you, Liv, what do you, like? What are the big things that you see help you cut through? Well, especially maybe let's we can talk about Pivotal as a whole, but um, one thing that we've noticed with Pivotal is that emotive content that really cuts through the noise for us. Um, so our audience loves seeing that, hearing it. I remember we posted a, um, a funny snippet, and this mm. would have been like a month back, and it absolutely flopped. Yeah. 100%. And we were so confident it was going to do well, mm. and we posted and we were like, but it all makes sense. Like we've never given our audience, our audience isn't here for funny snippets. It's not what we do. Like what we do is motivating, it's inspiring. Um, so that emotive content is naturally going to cut through. And it was literally in front of us. But yeah. No, no. So like it's it's an interesting story. It was Elite 11 guys. Um, and yeah. they were talking about how they loved each other. And we thought it would be funny to like put like a real a love song behind it. And we're like, oh, this would be great. Yeah. And the reality was is that it bombed because people want – to they want consistency they they, mm. they like they come to your page and they watch your content to experience that familiar feeling yeah the familiarity yeah. that comes with that content right <laughs> yeah, so yeah. a few tongue twisters in this one but it's the familiarity <laughs> tomorrow this that was a disaster <laughs> we blame we blame it on covid brain everyone's still got it no i just can't speak sometimes <laughs> but it's the familiarity that Jesus that's it's like people want to experience the same thing over and over again and it's that that they come back to with your content that we're noticing so it's like pick that one thing like for us it's emotional and it's inspiration like and and an example of this is like now one of the first thing the first snippet that we post every week has to be that emotive um, inspiring clip it's not the most informative like it's like a lot of people think what's the best snippet of this whole podcast yeah but the reality is is it's more about what's the thing that is going to be the most familiar yeah. for our customers and I think this kind of ties into that brand personality that tone of voice like for yeah. us it's that inspiration so we pick the most inspirational yeah snippet and they are the best performing for us because people want to come through and it's funny like we're starting to hear that from outside and external yeah you know people that are external to the business they're like oh it's so inspirational like i you know a lot of people just love watching our clips yeah you know they don't necessarily listen to the podcast yet so i think your ability to identify 
um, what that is for you, right? So is it inspirational? Is it motivational? Is it funny, you know? Yeah, uh, I think, in, yeah. Inspired I, Unemployed. Like I think about those guys and I love their content because I know every time I watch it, it's going to make me absolutely cack myself. Yeah, you're going to chill out and you're going to laugh. It's exactly like when you're going through Netflix and you're looking for a type of show to watch. Like is it drama? Is it comedy? It depends what mood I'm in. It's often a romantic comedy and Kyle absolutely hates it. But There's like, no mood that could make me enjoy that. <laughs> But like, depending on what, if I've had a really crappy day, I want to watch a comedy. It's the exact same thing. I know which content creators and which brands I'll go to if I'm feeling a certain feeling. Like I'll go to Maddie on TikTok. She's hilarious, by the way. Love her. But I'll go watch her videos if I want to laugh. It's the exact same thing. And if you are a brand or if you are a content creator and you haven't sat down with yourself or with your team and decided who you are at the core and what content you're going to show, well, then you've got to do it. Like that, that should be one of the first things you're doing before you're putting out content. What's the experience you want to give someone when they sit down to watch your content? Yeah, hands down. Um, so first three seconds, one thing that we noticed, you've got to, yeah. um, you've got to capture someone's attention in the first three seconds, otherwise you lose them. They're gone. They're out. And I think this kind of ties in. Like you can start to – like that first three seconds thing is really important. Like that's why trends work. Mm. You know, you hear the song, my money don't jiggle jiggle. And if that happens, it's like, cool, I know this is going to be somewhere in the realm of like funny or like, yeah. or like oh, cool, I love this song. I want to kind of tune into this type thing. So I think yeah. the reason, you know, a lot of the things we're talking about factor into this first three second rule. This is the reason why this content gets pushed because yeah. people, are, people are familiar with what that's going to be, whether that's the tone of voice, whether it's the, yeah. the, the trend that you're on, like... And it's also, it's also the consumer's expectations of content right now as well. Like, mm. it's, like um, it's like you've got to deliver them something that's great or they're on to the next. Mm. And it's just the way it's only going to get worse and worse as well. Like, their expectations are getting greater and higher and they expect a lot more from brands and content creators. Um, and, and you'll see that through TikTok as well, but people are savages. Mm. And if they don't like something, they'll say it. I think it's important, like one of the big things as well is like I think there's a massive importance to understand like who you are. Like, mm. And what I mean by that is like some people are creators, some people are businesses. Yeah. And there's a big difference between oh, them yeah. two, right? And I think like one of the things that, you know, one of the things that I think is really important for businesses to do which will help with this is define your mission. Yeah. Right? So, so like um, – Pivotal Conversations, our mission is to make life-changing uh, conversations more accessible yeah. to, uh, and more, more prominently to the younger generation. Like we yeah. think mostly about people that are under the age of 40, I would say. So we, you know, the, that's the kind of content that we create. Like we have no, we're not necessarily interested in going and getting like a 67-year-old billionaire. Like that doesn't, we don't really care about that. We, like yeah. we don't think that's going to help the younger generation. We want to kind of get in that realm but I think like defining your mission will help you understand what your personality is yeah if that makes sense like um you know I think Frank Body did this really well like if that makes sense yeah. like they understood their mission what they were trying to do with their product uh, and then that kind of reverberated into say what's our brand personality what's our tone of voice like that was a big one um and what content are we actually going to put out there exactly and nike nike is to bring inspiration to people mm. so then like uh, like that's their mission their mission isn't about shoes yep. it's about to bring inspiration to people so then therefore you can see how their content mm. is based on that mission so i think defining the mission is something that you can do 
that not enough companies focus on. And I think it's also yeah. why a lot of companies lose their way. 100%. And then when they get to content creation and brand building, they're like, what do we do? What do we do? Yeah. It's like, well, no, like you've got to have a mission that you really care about. And then that mission will kind of filter down into all of these tactical things that we're talking about. So mission-based content is always great. It's 100%. like having content that relates to the mission will always perform well. If you're creating content and you're reviewing it and you're like, wait, this has nothing to do with my mission or who I am as a, in, at the core, then don't post it. There's no point. Like there is- oh, yes and no. Like I think it has imp- to have some direct coloration to it though yes and no like it's it's but ryanair's wouldn't like you know their content wouldn't necessarily relate to their mission but it relates to their tone of voice right which which and 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 kind of like they've created this personality right so yeah yeah oh in that yeah retrospect yeah tone of voice is probably a better way yeah i think tone of voice like is a part of like it's almost like wrapping it around. I feel like you you can have mission-based content, but then there's mm. also stuff that like reverberates back that's like mm. a second layer. So you've got your first layer, which is like pure mission-based content. Like mm. this is what we're here to do, you know, for us. Like, But mm. I think then like, re, like peeling even, it back. Yeah, I don't know. I'll disagree on that. Because I think even with Ryanair's funny content, like it still comes back to who they are at the core. Like they want you to have a fun experience when you go on their planes. They want you to chill out. Like low prices, um, I still think it comes back to who they are at the core. Mm. And I'd be interested to actually see what their mission is, but I feel like it would have something to do. Let's check. Yeah, let's check. But I feel like it would have something to do with that. Yeah. Ryan Air Mission. And you know what? I'll be so intrigued to see this. To offer low fares that generate increased passenger traffic while maintaining a conscious focus on cost containment and efficiency mm. operation so yeah it goes back to low fares and i think their content says that mm. i wonder what their values are though vision statement because mm. i think even if <clears throat> say say for instance i'm not saying that the content has to be directly colorating with your mission, but it still has to have some sort of impact and it still has to funnel down to a certain extent. I think there's like, for me, it's like you, you know, there's, I feel like that statement is what puts business owners in a box though. Like saying it has to correlate, that's what confuses people. Like I think because like, and and it's more more just because we understand marketing and and branding, like maybe and, and, and potentially someone who, maybe has less experience, may not, but it's like yeah. we would look at the we would look at their TikToks and be like, Yeah, there's a there is a correlation. But yeah. then some people are like, mm, what are we talking about? Like it's this these guys these guys are just trying to be funny. Yeah, well I think it's a it's a step thing as well. So you've got your mission, you then dwell <coughs> down into your content pillars, which is super important. Your your content personality actually first. Your content pillars and then from there you've got your content pillars. What what content is going to come underneath each of those content pillars? Mm. That all reverts back to your, your mission then. Because your content pillars revert back to your mission. So when you look at it in that that way, that's quite a less yeah, objective. 100%. If that like makes everything sense. is based around that. Yeah. If that makes sense. And also the customer. Like if w- this is our mission and if our mission is to create life changing content and we know that um, our customer is young, Yeah, like we're not going to bring on a banker. Yeah. You know Just what I mean? And yeah, 100%. And like, so like understanding that dynamic is really important. Yeah. And as well, like how you position against competition. Yeah. 
So Ryanair know that they probably looked at this and gone, well, Qantas can't do this. Yeah. What, you know, what can they do that their competition cannot? Yeah. Right? Qantas and all these really serious brands can't do this. Hey, we don't really care. Like, we sell fucking $9 flights. Yeah. People, like, people, we don't really care if people look down on us because we actually want that. Yeah. Right? Because, like, that's what the particular customer is going to want. Yeah. So, like, you know, if you get the 40-year-old or, you know, the 30-year-old businessman who's really successful – you know, they're not going to look at Ryanair and go, I want to go on that because they're, they're going to be conscious. like, what idiots. But then there's going to yeah. be people, there's going to be like, you know, young kids who might want to go to schoolies or they might want to go travel Europe or like yeah. something like that. And they're going to be like, yeah, Ryanair, like I connect with these guys the most. Yeah, 100%. So I think like that's the kind of second layer that you can think about is like that personality that you're trying mm. to create with your content. Yeah, super important. So number four was um, tone of voice. And this is something that I'm noticing for that very reason. Tone yeah. of voice for me, as it relates to content and branding, is one of the most important things. Yeah. Like one of the most important things to standing out and creating differentiation as it relates to your brand. Yeah. And more importantly, your marketing. And, and the reason, like, I think the, the biggest thing is like, if you think about someone like James Smith, mm. right? James Smith PT. He was kind of like the first guy on the internet to like say the fucking C word and like just talk in this tone of voice, really? talking about things that like, you know, like everybody was being like this kind of evidence-based thing. Like, yeah, you know, they've yeah. talked about nutrition and they've talked about training in certain ways, but they haven't talked about it in this tone of voice oh. where he's dropping C-bombs, he's fucking swearing. He's oh, like, shit. I haven't seen him. Yeah, he's a blonde guy. You, and yeah, he talks, I know he's, I haven't like looked and at his content or his tone of voice. he just people out and he goes yeah. like, you know, he calls people balance and like <laughs> all this stuff and he's got like a particular tone of voice that completely made him stand out. Yeah, yeah. To the point now where he's like a best-selling author. Crazy. You know, like start off as a PT working out of a, um, a Bondi in Sydney and I think like tone of voice and even like we're talking about like Ryanair. They've Even got a Frank Body. Frank Body. God, I love them. You know, really playful. But I think understanding tone of voice is in this this mm-hmm. thing that's like, it's all about positioning, right? Yeah. So we talked about that dynamic. You've got um, the three C's of business. You've got your company and what you stand for. You've got the competition, um, which is the you know the people you're competing against for market share, and then you've got the customer. Yeah. And understanding like your value proposition. Um, and, and what you can do that your competition can't, yeah, that relates to the customer is really important. So Ryanair, okay, we're on TikTok. What do we do? Okay, what can we do that we think most of our competition cannot? Mm. Well, we can take the piss, right? Mm. Qantas can't go on and take the piss. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Qatar Air and, and like some of these bigger premium luxury brands can't go on and take the piss. They just can't. Mm. Right, so Ryanair come out and say, "Well, we can do this." Mm. Right, so they look at their competition and they say, "We can do this." They look at their customer and they go, "Who do we really want, and how do we relate to these guys?" You know, so they're not going for the successful businessman. They're not going for the older demographic because the older demographic are probably going to go with someone a little bit more trusted. They're probably going for the person who's looking for cheap fares mm. and, and that younger person who relates to things that are funny. There's less care. Yeah, how We're does that younger person hold themselves? How do they talk on a day-to-day? Yeah, like we want to become like one of the boys or one of the girls and yeah. have that fun. So like I think tone of voice is the way – it's a really great way to differentiate with your, your marketing and, it, and your content. And I think tone of voice specifically ties back to who your customer is. So I think one step a lot of people can 
take first is finding out who your customer actually is and then going for them. If, if this customer was in front of me, if I was out for lunch with this customer, how would I talk to them? Yeah. How would I communicate with them? Yeah. Because, and it's as simple as this, if, if something sounds boring, it will be perceived boring as well. Like it's literally as simple as that. So how do you want to be perceived by the person that you're speaking to? Yeah. So there's a few things I've got written down here. I'm going to try to say this word one more time. If not, it's never coming back on the podcast again. <laughs> Don't laugh at me, John. Familiarity. Boom. That was pretty good. I reckon that's Bam. an eight out of 10. I Familiarity. That, that was less. That was probably a five out of 10. The first Fam- one, you should have stuck with it. Familiarity. Okay. I'm confused. Familiarity. Yep. Boom. Okay. So familiarity. <laughs> is, is one it, of those big ones right it's like what you know like if you think about who the customer and who you're talking to you want to yeah. create that familiarity like that's what ryan air do you know when you go to their tiktok page you're having a laugh and they're probably taking the piss out of something yeah. and yeah. they're going to be on some relevant trend and and so on right the other one that i've got here is reliability yeah. oh sorry relatability so like thinking about the customer again is how can you be relatable to that customer mm. right so so like um, you know, uh, I, we'll use Ryanair, like r- the relatability for them is like, okay, we're trying to meet the customer at their level. If you're looking for cheap flights and, you, and you're the young person or like thinking about it, like you don't want to be spoken to, you don't want to be talked down to. Like, you know, the one thing I think about like people that are under 30, we always hate talking to like the 40, 50 year old who thinks they know everything. Yeah. Right. So, but, and this is like customer psychology, right? Like tapping into that. And understanding that it's like you don't want to be spoken to directly. So mm-hmm. it's like, what's the tone of voice, and and how can I make create relatability with my customer? Yeah, I think as well it's important to note with tone of voice because it can be a really tricky and difficult thing to nail. But I think it is also important that you actually test and you see what your audience is relating to, because you might you might think that this is the direction you want to go in or this is the way that your audience because you might have a really niche audience like they might be thirty year olds. Um, but they might either be have a really high income or a really high status and they want it to be spoken in a certain way or you might have a group of 30-year-olds that are surfers and like to chill out on the beach and mm. with a beer in their hand and want to be spoken in a completely different way. So I think as well, as much as you think you may know your audience, you often don't and it's really hard to find out how someone wants to be spoken to. So I think testing and obviously adapting over time is something that will happen quite naturally and something that you have to naturally do. Um, to progress as well and to create that connection with your audience. Yeah. So I'll give you an example of tone of voice. So Frank Body, um, yeah. they wanted to be really playful. And the reason their brand is actually called Frank Body is because they wanted to be frank, right? So they're going to be real, like, playful with you. They're going to crack sarcastic jokes. They're going to talk about things that are, you know, that are quite frank, that really, like, oh, straight to the point. Oh, what Frank stands for? Yeah, that real straight to, straight yeah. to the point. Smart. And so, like, one of their things is, is obviously, like, Frank is this non-toxic, healthy thing to put on your body. But then it's like, you know, their tone of voice and one of the things that they wrote and one of the things that was a part of one of their marketing campaigns was, like, unlike your ex, I'm not toxic. Oh, no. So, see how that's, like, in a particular tone of voice and, like, how that relates to your brand. But then Mm. you think about Ryanair and how they've done that with their content and... I think that's really important, like Mm. really nailing down what your tone of voice is and how you communicate with your customer and then just being really consistent with that across the board. And if you can do that with your content, you're going to start to really reap the rewards, you know. Um, Yeah, and it's also important to note as well is so many brands don't do it well 
and don't do it good. So there's a really big opportunity for you to hone in on it and do a really good job of this. I think that's the biggest opportunity of 2022 in marketing. I think tone yeah. of voice is the biggest differentiator yeah. across the board, not just marketing, but content-wise across the board. I think people I think people have lost sight of it as well. I think if you look back 10 years ago, it was super important in the way that people were communicating because communicating was so big. But now since content has evolved into the way that it has, everyone is like, content is king, which it is. Like, content is king. But I think it will have a massive comeback this year mm. and we'll see that. Well, I think there would just be a big opportunity for people to hone in on it. Yeah, it's one of those things. I feel like when you're in a saturated market, you've got to find a way to differentiate yourself. And I think yeah. tone of voice is that. Yeah, it builds communities. Mm. And relatability and, you know, that kind of thing. So I think yeah. that all ties in. Collaborations is number five. Yeah. Okay, so collaborations is something that we do on Instagram. And I think yeah, there's a new feature on Instagram. And I think it'll probably... This is like brand deals. You can do it on um, TikTok and these kind of things. So if you're like a, a brand or a, a creator in 2022, collaborating with other yeah. people is a great way to um, grow quick, if yeah, that makes sense, is. and build and get more attention on your business. Like yeah. things I've got here is it helps you grow quicker. Um, you can build brand equity through association. So I think one thing that helped us is like getting guests like Al Roseby on, you know, like yeah. early on, like the managing director of Country Road, billion dollar company yeah like there's a lot of like brand equity that comes with trust. that association and yeah. trust oh like they had our rose on and, and stuff like that so i think like it helps you it can help you build brand equity really quickly um you can also leverage a different audience so yeah, and, and be strategic important. with this like yeah who are we actually collaborating with yeah like that's a big one it's like okay this person could be really co- great to collaborate with because we want to get more you know, maybe it's females, maybe it's males, maybe it's um, women over the age of 40. Yeah. Like understanding, collaborating with different people can bring you in a different audience is, is really interesting around like content um, and, and social media. Um, brand association, I think that's really cool. Like maybe you can do, you can do content potentially with a brand yeah. um, and collaborate on a piece of content. Like I know that's what a lot of creators do. Mm. Um, like, you know, Logan Paul will often do stuff with other creators like Nalk will do stuff with other creators like yeah and stuff like that so there's just some examples of that which I think can be really beneficial um and I think aiming to make your content memorable mm. um and it be it can be more memorable by actually collaborating with people yeah. so it can stick in someone's mind your brand through yeah. a collaboration with someone else can stick in um, someone's mind and yep. I think it can that's a great way to get your brand um, you know in someone's making it memorable it also reaches people that you've never reached before it's just that it's an easy opportunity just to do it and we only discovered this for our like for pivotal conversations for um, the podcast but I think for the first was it six months we weren't collaborating with anyone mm. I think the feature was available before we even jumped on it it was a, it was available like a lot before we jumped on it maybe maybe I'm um, not sure and yeah, having that, that opportunity to jump on the bandwagon of other people's, I guess their audience um, and leveraging that was super, super, that, that kind of changed the game for us. Mm. And I think so many brands and um, content creators still aren't utilizing it, especially I see a lot of brands um, working with influencers and they're still not using that collaboration feature. And I think it's super, super important. Yeah. Like we, you know, like when we collaborate with someone, like one of the biggest things for us as a podcast is we want to be the best performing piece of content on anyone we collaborate with feed. Okay. Like that's an internal goal we have. Like that's yep. a cultural goal. Um, 
And so, like, we put a lot into it, like, in terms of picking the right snippets, the right editing music, them, editing them. The B-roll. What would this person be most proud of to share? Yeah. Right? What's going to be the thing that they want to put this on their feed and they want the whole world to see it? Yeah. Um, is really important. Um, but the byproduct of that, which we probably never really look too much into, is if it performs really well, like, we can gain, like, 500 to 1,000 followers it's crazy in a week. on the growth Especially of it. if the person you're collaborating with has a big following. Yeah. So, if you combine that, they've got a big following, they've got an engaged audience, and we get the yeah. best performing content on their page, mate, you can grow massively. So I think collaboration and being really strategic around it can just yeah. be huge. And that's what I'm seeing as well is so many brands are just reposting like content that they've worked with and that these people, they, they might even be micro-influencers. They might have 5,000. They just might have a really engaged audience, but they're reposting their content. It's like, no, 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 collaborate with them. Yeah. Like it's an unseen opportunity. And a lot of, I think a lot of people haven't honed in on it yet, but it will be huge this year. Yeah. I think maybe one of the questions for everyone at home is like, how who could you collaborate with yeah. and, how, and how do you think you could collaborate with them? Um, you know, like creating a brand web. Yeah. Like that's a big thing that we did is like, yeah. and we, we continuously do is like, brand webs you know like who are the sponsors and brands we could potentially work with where yeah. we could actually do content with them and it could be great yeah and it could be you know and then also who are the creators and the people and the business owners and the founders so creating a brand web of like people yeah. you could collaborate with and brands and then doing outreach and doing networking and and maybe yeah. reaching out and and stuff like that and, and planning content around like that could yeah. be a massive opportunity that is untapped and it comes back to what kyle was saying as well is like we're not going to interview it 80 billion uh, 80 year old that's a billionaire because it's just not going to fit our niche so finding those individuals or those brands that really fit your niche as well is super important yeah and we'll just bring that awareness back all right some honorable mentions so this is not in our top five but we think that there's potential there for them to be massive opportunities the first one is an influencer strategy that's like an og thing so we didn't put it in but mm. um like influencer strategies could also be similar to collaboration, collaboration. strategies but yeah. um you know, in the more typical sense, I think like five years ago it was huge and there, and it was really effective. I think it still is really effective. I think it is effective, but it's grown a lot. Like you don't need a you don't need to target those those followers with 10 million, uh, those, uh, sorry, those people with 10 million followers, you can go for those micro influencers and really hone in on your niche, like I said um, before. Um, so, and, and not every company needs an influencer strategy. No, nah, definitely not. So like not nowadays, can, yeah, you can grow without it, you know, yeah. like, so it's particular company. I think that's why we didn't put it in. Yeah. Um, but definitely like massive opportunities there. Um, I think like one of the big ones is like differentiation. Like I know that's a really big concept, but like one of the big parts of brand is you never want to sell on the fact that you're better. You always want to sell on the fact that you're different. different. Yeah. And we talked about this, like we've talked about this like um, previously, oh no, me and you were talking about it with Volvo. Yeah. Um, like Volvo is one of our favorites over the last 10 years. I think like the studies, they were able to grow their um, profits by 70% year on year. Yeah. Or something crazy like that for like seven years in a row. And, they sold safety, you know, now safety is not a very sexy thing to sell. <laughs> it's actually really hard to it sell, hard. but they found, and if you go watch Volvo's ads, which I highly recommend everyone does, you can see what they created cut through content um, in their advertisements that allowed them to make safety sexy and actually sell. And more importantly, sell to someone who values safety. Who Emotive. is that customer? Yeah. You know, a certain customer will value safety. 100%. You know, if you're, if you've just had a baby and you see an ad and there's an ad where like a kid, they, they, they sh there's like a kid 
who's scared to go to school for the first time. And then the mum goes, well, think of all the good things. And then basically the kid relays their whole life as they're walking to school. And yeah. it's like a voiceover. And then it gets to like, you know, it goes through everything from like partying with friends, traveling the world, going to uni, getting a job, getting married, you know, all this stuff. But then it kind of reverts back to her crossing the road and then a car comes and the technology from the Volvo stops the car. Yeah. And the words at the end is like sometimes it's, it's the moments that don't happen that count the most. Yeah, crazy. And it's like this really emotive content um, but like they're building their brand not on ta- saying that they're better than say Mercedes or yeah. Fer- Ferrari or BMW but they're saying no, we're different and we value this and this is our mission. What makes right? you unique. Exactly. And then therefore their content is a reflection of their mission and, yeah. and so on. In. And their personality. So their personality is not fun because safety is not a fun thing. Yeah. Safety is a serious thing. It's something yeah. that we want you to take seriously and yeah. we want to show you the consequences. So their content was a, like a, a, a byproduct of all of those things that we've talked about today. Um, so like differentiation should be at the core of how you're thinking about growing your brand and your content. Yeah. Uh, and I think events... So I think events is a really big opportunity. You know what? It feels still so foreign because of COVID, but I think it will be huge this year. I just think events are like, yeah. you know, I, I think of my my good friend, Timmy, Timmy Hanley. Yeah. Um, one it's thing he example. did, which really made me, I've always thought this, but it really made, it stood out to me. Um, Timmy did a fashion show runway in Melbourne during Fashion Week. Yeah. Um, uh, in like an alleyway. It was really cool. We went. Like it was, it was, it was fucking awesome. But there was people there that had influence and he, he did it really well. We invited a lot of people that had influence. They had big followings. Yeah. He made it a real vibey event. He made it really cool, really different. You know, it wasn't in a factory or in some location. It was yeah. in an alleyway, was a famous alleyway. The alleyway there. And so, like, but but there, I think there would have been, like, 150 people there. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, you know, I think Timmy and told me that, like, that ended up being their best drop. Yeah, crazy. Which was, like, a month later. Oh, um, and they cool. gained so many followers yeah. and so on. So, I think, like, events are still, especially now, like, people want that. But there's a it's a really great way to, I guess... And, and strategically, like, like doing, you know, Timmy knew that he was going to drop a new collection. That's what the runway was all about, his new collection. Yeah. So, like, thinking about how you can tie events in and what that means for, say, content. You know, you can get videos done. It also loops other followers back in. So, I think events could come back in a big way. And I'd, I'd, I'd challenge everyone to think about how events could tie into their business. Yeah. Um, to not only... Um, create filmable content but also um, get other people's followings in and how it could tie into say product launches and so on I think that could be huge yeah 100% any other honourable mentions no I think you've kicked it off that's everything yeah cool alright well so little internal um, episode let us know what your thoughts are um, yeah I think like we just thought it would be really cool to kind of you know, maybe do one of these every now and then um, and, and today's one was fun, like marketing strategies. I hope you get guys got a lot out of it. We wanted to play on the fact that it was directional, give you guys some things to go away and work on, um, you know, so that you, you guys can, can take your startup to the next level and start growing it. Yeah. Let us know if you love it or hate it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like actually let us know. Get yeah. in the DMs. Be honest. You can be, you can be harsh as well. Just don't let us know in the five-star ratings. Yeah, don't let us know in the five. Anywhere else is fine. <laughs> no, but a big thank you to you guys for listening in and tuning in. Like, we, we do really appreciate yeah. it. Um, it means so much to us. Like, we are putting so much into this. And, 
you know, the top 50 in Spotify, um, it may sound like, oh, that's a bit, um, I don't know, like, you know, but it, it means a lot to us. It's like for it us, does. it's a show of like all the effort we're putting in. Yeah. Um, so like, you, you know, just understand that what it means to us when you are leaving reviews, when you are tuning in and you are sharing with your friends and we're getting all these downloads, it just does really mean a lot. So it does. once yeah. again, thank, thank you. you. Um, and get ready for a massive uh, two months on the pod because there's some amazing whoop, guests coming whoop. up. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed the episode and we'll see you next week. Thank you. Thanks for having me.